Put down your pens, put down your pencils, step away from the keyboards, and settle in for this week's episode of The Writer's Block. First and foremost, let me thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the kava that I will be drinking during today's episode. Also, let me thank Muddied Waters Media for allowing me to do this program, and Don and Sally Wright. Thank you for giving birth to me, because it's Christmas time, and everybody definitely deserved this gift. Uh, For... For uh, today's episode, I'm very happy to have on my good buddy, Dylan Chalset from Cava Collective in San Diego, San Diego, California. Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How you doing, Matt? I'm, I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing as well as one can be. Merry Christmas, and uh, you are definitely a gift to this world, that is for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Most of my guests don't recognize my my giftness. You are a great gift giver. Um, so, uh, you are the owner. You are one of the owners of Cava Collective out in San Diego. Yes, sir. Yes, it's 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 weird for me to call it Cava Collective. I'm still. That's a whole different to- that's a whole different topic that we're not going to get into today. Yeah, that's one that we're not going to touch that topic, but yes, we are. We are Kava Collective and uh we are happy to be Kava Collective. Um the community that we have, I I believe that it is the name that is fitting for us and it's wonderful to roll into 2019 with that new brand. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and you've got personally I've been to many Kava bars across the United States. 
And uh, personally, for me, you have my favorite. By and it, it's not close. Like by far, you guys are my favorite Cava bar. You know what? I really appreciate that. We try really, really hard, and uh, I've been to a lot of Cava bars, and you know, they're each one is different in its own way. But at every Cava bar, I still feel like I'm at home. It's at just like I'm at Collective. Like if I go to Low Tide or I go to Grassroots or I go to Root of Happiness or I go to Crave in North Carolina or Mellow Mellow in Berkeley, you know, like I feel the same kind of energy and it's, that's what's special about Kava. Yes. And that, I mean, and that is the best part about Kava is the fact that all of us kind of, no matter which Kava bar you walk into, you become part of that family just immediately upon walking in, which is part, which is what drew me to kava which is you know i mean that's the reason we have this show that's how all of this got started was over us sharing a shell of kava yeah it's incredible what happens when you start drinking kava and and how it brings you together and there's a certain there's an intimacy that's created so quickly and it's it's fantastic it's wonderful yes um huh um yeah no uh so let's before we get into everything, let's whatever you are willing to diverge about you, uh, let's get into that and how you came into finding Kava and how you uh, ended up becoming the owner of Kava Collective. Well, I mean, um, if we're going to really get down to it, it, all starts with really a drug addiction, right? You know, um, right. I was going to say, like everybody on this show knows about you know my my addiction issues and you know all of that. Everybody, like, I openly talk about it. I don't mind. I, I know you're pretty much the same way. Um, but uh, if it wasn't for all of that, I never would have found Calvin, never would have gotten involved in this community. You know, it's, it's the same for me. I got, you know, uh, I'm proud that I'll have eight years sober on January 3rd, so that's coming up. Oh, that's, that's right amazing. The- Congratulations. You know, God, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, when, when I got sober, I, I got like a year of sobriety and I ended up stumbling into this place that was a, that was this weird, you know, like I felt like it was this hippie, what, I didn't even know what it was place. And it, it was, it was a kava bar. And, uh, all of a sudden I saw people that I recognized that I had been getting sober with. I was like, huh, look at that. And I was just instantly welcomed with open arms. And, you know, I, I was starting a, a business in my second year and, you know, I owned a sober living before I owned the kava bar. And uh, sober living, if, uh, that's more of a West Coast term, but, you know, like a halfway house type idea. And, uh, you know, due to unfortunate events that had to close um, due to uh, zoning and the way that uh, the, the lease was structured within that house. And um, there was a call bar that had become available that uh, the previous owners no longer wanted to do. And uh, they wanted to send it down the lineage. So, you know, we, uh, we took it over happily and really uh, we changed the dynamic and the, uh, you know, the the brand <laughs> too. Uh, but no, the, uh, the overall attitude of it, we wanted it to be a place that was uh, never ex- all inclusive and never exclusive really. Right. And uh, it's been a blessing and uh, without its hardships, you know, it is a, uh, it is a hard thing to do to deal with all the personalities along with the business structure and uh, doing the things that we want to do to go forward. Yeah. Um, it's it, sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking at my stats here, and it says that I've dropped fifty five percent of my frames, and I'm not understanding why. Um, okay. Uh, 
For anybody watching, I'm I'm very sorry about that. I don't know why that's happening on today's episode. Um, but uh, we, uh, like you and I have kind of had a very similar path uh, coming from the fact that we were both addicts and we're still addicts, but, you know, we're in recovery in eight years. That's amazing. I just passed four in September. Um, thank you. And... Uh, you guys have actually been a huge help in my sobriety. Uh, last year when I was going through some trouble, I came out there for a week and stayed with the other owner, Glenn. And, uh, you know, like if I hadn't done that, I don't know. I don't know if I would have made it through that week. And you know, it's what we're here for, you know, that, and it's that situation right there. It doesn't matter if you're on the other coast and you need a, you need a quick geographic to get somewhere else, but you still have a family over here. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's, it's the ideal of recovery as well as it, it, like Kava and recovery can tie hand in hand because it's all about communities. You know what I mean? Like we're here to fight for each other. Right. That's what it all comes down to. Exactly. You're one of us. Yeah. And you know, I meet people on this coast. Uh, I meet people on this coast and, you know, they're going through recovery and I always, I, I take the lessons that I've learned from you guys and I'm like, Hey, if you guys need any help with this, you know, call me, I'm here for you. Um, even if it's just, you needed to talk, if you just want to go hang out on a beach, if you want to do anything, let's go do that. Just so, just so I can be there for you in this time period, because I, cause that's what you guys have done for me so many times. And it has been it saved it has saved it definitely saved me um, and uh we're we're grateful that we were there for you yeah um so let's talk about the wonderful state of california okay the wonderful state of california the wonderful state of california uh first of all uh it's a wonderful state because i was born there which, which is how i'm an la rams fan by the way yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, L.A. Rams fans. Good football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the last couple of weeks, but... Uh, but Good o- football. But overall, yeah, the Rams have been doing pretty great this year. Uh, I think game two of the season, they did really great. You probably remember that one. Um, I do. Yeah. Um, and are you, are you from California? You're not from California initially, or you are? I- I am born and raised a San Diego. Okay. Born and raised a San Diego. I'm a unicorn out here. Right. Yeah. I was going to say most of San Diego seems to be people who move there later. 100%. Right. Um, so you have been open. You have owned the Kava bar now for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've owned the Kava bar now for four years and you haven't had any issue with the state outside of probably the normal issues with the state that every business owner has um, business licensing taxes, that kind of stuff. No issues, no issues, but what happened? So it was about a month and a half ago. I received a phone call from the, uh, the environmental health department and uh, the environmental health department alerted us that there was a, there was a memo that came down from the FDA and uh, that memo from the FDA uh, set required them to speak with us about our business structure and uh, how we use Kava. 
Uh, so we went down there. Uh, we had an initial meeting with them, which they alerted us that we would uh, we would need to start looking into different ways to structure the business because Kava is not on the FDA gross list, which is the generally recognized as safe list. So if you are in the restaurant industry or you're serving a food, which is um, what we define Kava as, that is a very, very strict definition that we define it as. We define that Kava is a food. Kava is not a dietary supplement. Kava is a, is a food. It is the main ingredient. And, but serving it as a food, which is beverages, um, serving it as a food, it is not on the gross list. If it's not on the gross list, they are saying that we are going to have to stop serving it. And um, just for the record, um, as much as California frustrates me, as much as California frustrates me in most facets of doing small business in this state, I want to say that the Environmental Health Department in this aspect has been nothing but a huge, huge ally and a huge help in what we're trying to do moving forward. Um, They're 100% on our side. It is not so much the health department coming in from the state of California. It is much, much more the FDA taking a stance that CAVA is not on the gross list. Right. It's not localized to California. It is going, it is a nationwide issue. And as you know, and I know there have already been some CAVA bars affected by this. Yes. Um, what I've, the reason that I pointed out California, because one, one, I thought it was, well, you're in California, and California and New York right now seem to be going after Cava relatively, relatively hard, um, which is weird to me because since I started drinking Cava four and a half years ago or whatever it was, um, the way that it's always been explained to me is that Cava has been grandfathered in under the FDA. So that way we don't need to worry about that way we don't need to really worry about uh, the FDA coming after Kava. But recently they've been just tossing that out the window and they're like, no, we're just going to, we're going to go after it now, which is very bizarre to me because it's a, what, 10,000 year old plant like that we know of. We have records of at least 3000 years of being in use. Right. I mean, it's been longer, but I mean, it's, it is an ancient, ancient uh, medicine. It's, an, it's a medicine. It's a medicine. It's, that's what it is. Right. And it's been being used in the – it has been used in the U.S. prior to the FDA being founded in the uh, early 70s. And anything before that that there is record of being used is typically just approved by the FDA. It's grandfathered in. No FDA approval necessary. So I find it weird that all of the sudden – they started coming after Kava. Just out of- well, here's 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 what happened, Matt. Um, and you know, I've gotten the um, I've not gotten the public record yet, um, but I have put in a uh, access to public records for anything that uh, the FDA has sent to local health departments over the past five years. Um, but it really comes from a consumer complaint. There's been uh, four or five consumer complaints. Um, which seem it's it just seems weird that they came out of the blue, you know what I mean? These the four or five consumer complaints, like all at once, you know. Um, I don't necessarily know what that is. We can we can use our own brains to kind of figure out what that is. I don't know, um, but we're going to figure out what the FDA actually has said. Um, it's going to take around fourteen days to get that. I put that that um, request in about seven days ago. Um, 
But yeah, if we're going to say that kava can be a cultural thing, and kava is a cultural thing. If you right. look at the Polynesian in the Polynesian islands, like kava is a part of their culture. Um, Hawaii is a state within the country of the United States of America. Kava is part of the Hawaiian culture. Um, and it, it's an argument to be made, but really at the end of the day, I'm going to see Kava. I really think that we're going to need to see Kava get on the gross list. It's all, it's, it's what it's going to come down to. Yes. I, I agree. To, uh, so I agree with that completely. Like in order to make sure that it stays safe, we're going to need that to happen personally. And I know you and I have different feelings about the government on certain aspects. Um, but personally, I just think the FDA should go away because they're awful and uh, a waste of taxpayer money uh, and just completely overreaching uh, governmental body that doesn't need to be there and doesn't deserve uh, the recognition that they get. But uh, that's me. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to I'll say this about the FDA. Like, I am a small government guy. I like small government. Right. That's what I want. I want. I don't want overreaching uh, entities. But when it comes to the FDA, it's 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 almost like it's a necessary evil because look, we don't want to. We don't want our food to be uh, not safe for us to use. We don't want to, for lack of a better term, like I'm I'm a border state. You know what I mean? I'm on a border city, and uh, you know I see what Tijuana is like. Right. No, Tijuana I- does have those types of policies put in place where their, their water isn't, their water isn't good. You know what I mean? They don't have proper water filtration. Like, and the FDA works with your environmental health department, which is all part of the same machine. But, uh, I feel like they're putting their, their focus in the wrong, um, definitely in the wrong subject right now because they're putting resources to Kava. And I know for a fact they are because I'm having weekly phone calls with my environmental health department. And especially for the state of California, the recess resources are being allocated. Well, that's good. I mean, and that's great to hear. Cause I mean, above all, like if the government can do something good, I like, I support that. Like I support it when the government does good. I make fun of it when they do bad. The fact, yeah. the right, and personally, I think that a lot more good could come out of no government. But you know, at the same time, when the government attacks one of my friends, I definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to go after him. Um, oh, I don't want you to think that I'm, 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 um, I'm defending the FDA right now. No, I, I think that this is this is absolutely ridiculous. But it's something that they just don't understand. They see something that is people are, are saying that it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, and they're all basing this off of a 2002 study. This is all based off of a 2002 study, which is a bunk study. Right. It's a bad study. Yeah. You had countries like uh, uh, the England and Germany and one other. I don't remember what the other one is. They all had it banned at one point. I don't – I know Germany's overturned it. I don't know about England. Um, yeah, Germany – back on that and i believe it was 14 yes i was gonna say yeah. i think it was right about it was right about the time that i started hanging out was germany walked back on it because i was looking it up and i was like oh it was banned in germany oh never mind they they said it's okay now so all right yeah. um so we're not necessarily looking at a we're not looking at a ban 
Right. What we're looking at as the dietary supplement designation, which is something that is is entirely um, damaging to the kava industry as a whole, as well as uh, Fijian culture, first of all, and Polynesian culture. It's it's a damaging thing to to designate this thing that that it is a dietary supplement. You can use it as a dietary supplement, but it can't be a food, like it because it is a food. It's a beverage. Right. Like that's what it is. Exactly. Like there are many dietary supplements that are out on the market right now that you can go and you can buy already like pre-made. And I think that's where the issue is coming from, right? The, the fact that you guys make it and then serve it as, yes. right. We serve it as a beverage, which then makes it a food, right? So since we are dictating it, as, we are designating it as a food, we fall under the California food code, Right. So if we wanted to serve it, we could serve it in packets and pre-made packets with um, the proper uh, labeling and things like that and label it a dietary supplement and then they would make it in front. But it would take away the entire atmosphere and and kind of the place that we've created and the entire essence of it and as well damage the entire industry to do so. Yeah. But like – so I know you. You probably don't go to the gym often. Just guessing. Um, what really? <laughs> um, so when you go to the gym, it's like they have uh, like the Coke machines, except instead of Coke, they've got like protein shakes and stuff, and all of them say, you know, this is a dietary supplement. They don't say this is a food, right? But they're pre-made, they're pre-mixed, and it's okay for them to sell it. Like, what? Where are they drawing this line? Well, since the the, the really, it's the labeling and what. What you're representing it as, right? So I can't pour something out of a out of a tap and then serve it to you without being packaged and sealed. It's without labeling. You know what I mean? And that, that's really what the designation is. Like I said, food is uh, mandated by your state food code, your environmental health department. Like so, if your state does not have a food code put in then it's just per FDA regulation, right? Right. Montana, for example, they don't have their own food code. Okay. I, I, I did not know that. So they have to go by whatever the FDA regulation is. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, uh, about a year and a half ago, I went to Lighthouse Point here in Florida. And... Uh, well. When I got back from Lighthouse Point, I uh, I called up the one, uh, the former co-host of the Muddied Waters of Freedom, and I said, "Hey, we have to do a show tonight because I feel like cursing a lot." Um, since then, we've kind of cut back on the cursing on the show, and uh, yep. but uh, I believe that I dropped the f bomb seventy two times in forty five minutes on that one because they were the first count or the first city council to ban kava within the city limits. It was strictly, strictly to keep a kava bar from coming in, but they banned kava from coming, like they banned kava in the entire city. And I went and I spoke at it and a lot of other people came and they spoke at it and talked about how good kava is and what kava has done for them and all the good stuff that comes from it. And they, um, they said, this is all well and good, and we appreciate you guys coming out for uh, coming out to do this. But nobody here 
that's talking is from Lighthouse Point. So we don't care. Yeah. And so they banned it and it was gone. And like that, I went home and that, that was the first time I had gone to a city council meeting and felt defeated. Normally I win whenever I, if I go. Um, so I was, that, that was a very sad, sad day. So instead I came back and I went off on my podcast for like an hour and I just, you know what, if, if I would have had the same opportunity to do so after the, uh, meeting that I had a couple weeks ago, I probably would have wanted to do something very, very similar um, with, uh, environmental health, you know, you know, F this, F that, you know, um, but it, it was really, uh, I want to say something about this though. Like, uh, that day, you know, I, I, I reached out to, uh, I reached out to a few people, um, that I find to be, uh, you know, extremely good friends of mine within the industry. Uh, one of them being Sean Simpson, the, the person that you're drinking your kava from low tide, you know, um, and, uh, Tyler from root of happiness. And, uh, those two guys, I, I, I reached out to them and, the amount of support that I had within literally hours. Um, I mean, I was talking to people that, um, you know, I had never talked to before, uh, showing support and, uh, almost putting up the rally cry. And, uh, you know, it, it gave me some, uh, it gave me the, you know, the, the feeling within that we got to go beat this thing. We got to go take them on. And, uh, you know, really the Kava bars need to band together, you know, that we need, we need to come together as a whole. We need to come together and mobilize to take them on because this affects everyone, not just me. Right. And I mean, it's called the Kava community because like we said, like we said earlier, uh, you walk into any Kava bar, if you're a member of the Kava community and you walk into any Kava bar, you are already a member of that family. And, it is because of that that there is such a togetherness of the people. There is such a togetherness of the people uh, in the kava, like in that drink kava, and who hang out at these bars. Like, like right before the show, uh, right before the show started, uh, Taylor was there, and I got a chance to say hi to Taylor. And it's like I know everybody who works at your bar, and. I'm friends with everybody who works at your bar and I love everybody who works there. Um, yeah. And it's because of the togetherness between low tide and uh, Kava collective that I almost messed up and called it the wrong name. Uh, between no, 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 uh, yeah. between low tide and Kava collective that, you know, these bonds were created. And I know that you don't serve Kratom at your bar, but that is, let me speak on that really quick. That is a city ordinance. So that is an actual law within the city of San Diego that I am not allowed to. So we don't sell Kratom because we take a stance that we're not, we don't support it. Um, I absolutely support Kratom. It's extremely beneficial to people who don't want to use pain meds or, or, or need to use uh, other alternatives. Um, but we're not allowed to sell it within the city limits. So uh, very similar to what you were talking about with the ban in uh, Lighthouse. Right. And when the, when the uh, FDA commenced the DEA to ban Kratom a couple of years ago, 
Kratom suppliers, Kava uh, bars, people like just people from across the nation banded together, and it was the very first time that the DEA, DEA overturned a scheduling. Um, and I was really happy to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I it, thought it was amazing. It was watching that from afar. I was not involved in it. Um, I got to watch that from afar, and I was just I was blown away on what you guys were able to do. It was absolutely incredible and impressive and that that right there when the when i heard what was happening with the fda that gave me hope right what you guys able to do gave me hope and i said let's do it again and you know i wish i would have been able to help on your the 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 kratom excursion you know what i mean i get it i mean i get it and i you know we definitely would have appreciated it but you know luckily we didn't we didn't need it and, uh, but this is what needs to happen now, even though this is only happening in California and New York, right? Uh, even though yeah. this is only happening in California and New York right now, this is what needs to happen now. The Kava bars from across the nation need to get together. They need to band together. They need to become one actual community to fight these two states on this one. Because if these two states go through with it, it's going to go to others and that can't happen. Well, you're setting a precedent at that point. What's that? You're setting a precedent. Right. Exactly. Precedent has been set. A precedent has been set. Right. And we can't have a precedent being set. And not only do we need to band together, but we need to be working step and foot. You know what I mean? We need to be working. We all need to be taking the same stance and be doing the same things within our kava bars. So we all need to be saying that kava is a food. We all need to be doing that. We all need to not allow some dietary supplement idea to infect it because, once again, that will set precedent. Right. We have to say it is a food and we have to continue serving it the same way. And if we get shut down, we need to still fight so that we can keep, we can keep serving it. And, and that is – I mean that is obviously the main goal that we're going for because – I think the biggest thing that we need to do is the people who are importing it need to stop importing it as a dietary supplement and just import it as a food. Most people are importing it as a whole root. Okay. The, the, the import, it's not, at the end of the day, we need to just, we need the correct studies. And the first things first is we need to do an independent cross. I mean, that's, that's, first things for you know what that takes a whole whole lot of moolah yes i mean any of those any any study like that is definitely going to take so much cash so much cash and that's that's where you need the cava bars stepping together in order to get these tests done right right like we can't in end of the day we can't go this thing alone and uh you know we can't we almost need to have like a summit. In my opinion, I think we need like a summit. We need to get 10, bar, 10 bars together in the same conference call or the same room, figure out how we're going to fight this thing because we're otherwise we're going to fight it disorganized and uh, live together or die alone. And I mean, that, I mean, that does seem to be the mantra of many of the Kava bars. We're going to live together or die alone. Um, yeah. So, so right now, 
where where are we on everything? You said that uh, you said that the environment uh, the environmental I forget what you said. The environmental health department. Thank you. The environmental health department has been working to uh, help out with uh, with the California case in order to help defeat it. Yes. Good. So what what what's happening right now is I'm waiting for my uh, my public access documents to come in. Okay. Excuse me. One second. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, the the documents to come in so I can actually see what these memos said and what what we're attacking on that in that route. Um, but you know, at, at the beginning of the year, we're going to be served with a 60 day stop. So at the beginning of the year, we're going to be given a 60 day stop order. Um, I spoke to the environmental health rep uh, a couple days ago. She told me that they had another phone call with Sacramento about it. Uh, at the beginning of the year, after the holidays have passed, they're going to come down and Spectre's going to come down and give us a 60 day stop to stop serving coffee. That is that date can be extended depending on what uh, actions we are taking, and if our actions are going nowhere, that will be implemented. The sixty-day stop will be put into effect. If we're doing something and we're setting, we are, we're in contact with the FDA attorney, and we're starting to put together the foundations of an independent Gross study. You know, we're going to uh, be able to push that date back, 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 back. But it's going to become a point in time where our representatives at the San Diego Environmental Health are going to have to shut it down if we're not far enough along. Right. Gotcha. So at the starting January, January 1st, you're going to get your 60 day, which means March. Yes. Well, I mean, obvi- obviously, you. I know that you have all of the support of Sean Simpson and Low Tide. I'm pretty certain grassroots uh, from Ken and uh, Wes and Ryan and Gravy and the uh, the 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 Jeff. Um, I forgot that one's name for a minute. <laughs> I was like. Oh God, the little one, um, Jeff. Uh, I'm pretty certain you have all of their support. I know that you have a lot of support from a lot of the people here in Florida. Um, obviously, you always have my support in anything you need. Uh, you just have to let me know what it is that you need, and I'm there for you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you're there for me. I'm always going to be there for you. Um, Absolutely. So. I know. Is there any okay? So, is there anything else that you wanted to say on on the Kava front? You know what? All I would say is that if there is any any anybody that hears this that is involved in Kava, let's let's figure out a way to mobilize. Let's figure out a way to really really organize because that's that's what needs to happen. We need to have organization and almost like a coalition put in, put in place right. where if you are a part of the Kava co- like this community, this coalition, you know, we, we will, you're always on our team. You know what I mean? Almost like, almost like an association. It's what needs to be, needs to happen to protect this because this is, it's being, it's in danger right now. This, the community is in danger. So if we want to keep it, um, you know, I know that a lot of bars 
most bars, probably 95% of them sell, sell crap, you know, but at the end of the day, Kava is the one that's going to, I believe will keep this entire thing afloat. I think that Kratom will eventually go away as sad as it's as sad as it is. I mean, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to speak on it too much, but like it's in the scope and that's more in the scope than Kava is, I believe, because it's, it's a bigger federal entity. But yeah. And I mean, you know, I've worked a lot with Kratom all, you know, here, here in Florida and then up in DC. Um, and I, uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think that they're going to try a couple more times. I don't think the DEA has got a letter made with their decision, but they haven't released it yet. I don't think anything is going to come of it. I honestly don't. Um, um, I really think that uh, they're going to try a couple more times and it's going to keep getting defeated in one way or another. And then it's going to, people are just, hold on. Okay. Yep. So right now he's out on the fantastic back patio of Kava collective and the parking lot's yeah. right behind it. Yes. Which if you're in the San Diego area, you should definitely go and check that place out. Cause it's, awesome they have a tree growing right there in the middle um but uh you know those motorcycles they gotta warm up i know Good in. Good in. got gotta make sure that it's warm inside that motorcycle for uh yeah all right we're good okay um but yeah, I, I honestly don't think that uh, Kratom's going to go anywhere right now. I uh, hope it doesn't. Me either. Like, personally, I'm in everything should be legal guy. Uh, you know, we all make our own decisions. You know, let, let, us, yeah. ma- let us make our own decisions. The people who are going to use Kratom are, gonna, are the people who are going to drink Kratom. They're the people who are going to take advantage of it being available. The people who aren't, they aren't. It's not going to make a difference whether it's legal or not. Um, and you know what? If a heroin wants to drink a bunch of Kratom, at least they're not sticking a needle in their arm. I'm a harm prevention type guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Harm prevention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I know that you have wanted to come on my show for a while. Yeah. Not necessarily on this topic. Not though, for this topic. But- so yeah. I figured I would use the first 40 minutes, which, yeah, we got there. The first 40 minutes to talk about that topic and 20 minutes to talk about whatever you wanted. Oh, goodness gracious me. There's just so much to talk about, isn't there? There is. There is so much to talk about. Now, just so everybody knows, anybody who is listening, anybody who is watching, uh, first of all, thank you. And uh, second of all, Dylan, when he first met me, pegged me as a Bernie bro. He, was, he looked at me and he goes, you seem like somebody that would vote for Bernie. And I said, no, Gary Johnson. And he said, oh, well, he's not going to win. Granted, he was right. And I knew he was right. But I was like, man, this guy's a jackal. I like your recollection. I like how you're telling the story because that's not necessarily how it happened. That is 100% um, how that happened. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, 
I said, you're a Bernie guy, and you said, no, I'm a libertarian. Then I called you a millennial Republican. No, I said I was going to vote for Gary Johnson. Then you said, oh, well, he's not going to win anyway. You said, why Gary Johnson? I said, I'm a libertarian. Okay. Well, well, I, I actually I, – there's, there's a piece of me that disagrees with a little bit of that, like with the he's not going to win idea because if you're truly a libertarian, if you're really, really a libertarian, you truly believe in the libertarian idea. Every libertarian needs to vote libertarian no matter who the candidate is, no matter who it is, even if he doesn't know what an Aleppo is. You know, even if he doesn't know what an Aleppo is, I don't know what an Aleppo is. It is a dog food. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but you, we need to vote for him because they need to get that. They need to get that 5% of a national vote. Exactly. Period. End of story. Right. And it's, it's, it's frustrating with the, the, the true third party, uh, third party uh, voters. They, they don't vote for their third party. They just go and vote for the person that they dislike the least. Right. The lesser and of the two evils. Happens. Yeah. Which it's it's just an absolutely ridiculous idea, and we just need to if we believe in a libertarian politics, then go vote for your libertarian candidate until you can get the five percent where you can get national funding. Right. That's I mean that's that's the way that I've always looked at it. I since you and I have had that conversation, I have left the libertarian party. Um, I still have many of the ideals of the libertarian party, but I left their party, so now I vote for the candidate I like the most. What are you a progressive now? <laughs> Okay, look. (laughs) There is no way I could ever become a progressive. I believe way too much in the free market. Yeah. Yeah, believe way too much in the free market and individual rights and property rights and, you know, everything else that makes sense. Um, But you and I have had some of the best conversations slash debates hanging out at your Kava bar that have gone on. Yeah. And... You said that for years now. For years, for years now, I think it's been three years. I've been coming to your bar. Yep. And uh, for three years, we have been having great. Like the first time, we didn't really have many debates because I was like, "I'm not talking to that guy. He's a Trump fan." And uh, yeah, yeah, he's betting on Trump with 18 Republican candidates left in the race to win the presidency. What is he doing? Right. I was like, no, that guy's a moron. Well, apparently not so much of a moron because you were right. Yeah. Um, but you always said that you wanted to come on my show and you wanted to school me on some stuff. So you have as much time as you want now. Oh, don't put me on the spot like that to school you on things. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not my fault that I can tell the future. I mean, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You, you didn't... Yeah. You had no way of knowing that Trump was really going to win that election. You just had a good gut feeling. Now, yeah, I mean, I think that he, I think he wins in twenty twenty. I genuinely I do. do. Th- I, I, I want to ask. I, I want to ask you, who do you think is going to be the Democratic uh, nominee? Give me your top three. Uh, right now, uh, Biden is number one. Okay. Uh, Bernie's number two, and yeah. Dark Horse Tulsi Gabbard is number three. Really? Yeah. You don't think Warren has a shot? No, God no. I don't. Well, I mean, I, I sure hope not. I mean, the the, the thing I, I question about Bernie is, is has that flame kind of fizzled out? See, now with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, kind of taking that mantle, I think it kind of has for him. 
I think that now he he is supposed to be the uh, the 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 one who is guiding her. I don't think he's happy about that, but I think that's kind of the dynamic that has sort of come along. Um, so, but I still give I still give him number two because of the amount of the Democrat the number of Democrats that are still upset about the fact that. Hillary did to him what she did in 2016. He got a raw deal. He did. He, he got a raw deal. He 100% got a raw deal. And every Bernie bro, every, you know, every Bernie bro that was out there got upset, got mad. A lot of them uh, either didn't vote and voted for Trump or voted for uh, Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. And it's because of that that uh, I feel that he may run again and say the Democrats won't do it to me again. No, I, I do want to say though, the Jill Stein vote was a throwaway vote. The Gary Johnson vote, not a throwaway vote. The Jill Stein vote, absolute trash. I won, <laughs> I won $20 on a bet from somebody who said Jill Stein would take two States. What? Yep. Easiest 20 bucks I've ever made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, I, Give them 10 to one, <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness. No, you don't, you don't, you don't like Cory Booker at all either. Uh, I think that Cory Booker is, I think that if he runs, he will get bashed really bad in the primary because he will, they'll, they'll actually start hitting him for his angry outbursts and uh, his mood swings is the best way that I can kind of describe it. He'll get hit for that, and they will end up electing somebody other than him. Yeah, uh, the, I you know what I I don't I don't see Biden being viable. I don't. I don't see him being. I, I don't see him being viable in the uh, in in the gen in the actual election, but in, in the general election, but in the primary. Um, who else do they really have? That's the problem is that nobody the, – the leader of that party hasn't revealed itself, and um, it, it's too late now. The, the leader needed to reveal itself last year. Yeah. A year and a half ago. Like Easily. they've been so – I kind of feel like the left is almost t- turning into a um, – remember the Tea Party movement? Yes. The Tea Party movement kind of hijacked that Republican Party for a number of years. Right. Back 2010 to 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the same thing is happening within the Democratic Party on the progressive movement. This very, very um, hypersensitive, radical left is starting to hijack this thing just like the Tea Party movement did it with the Republican Party. And then Trump came in and smashed it all and then hijacked the party himself. Right. The, peop- the people who... I mean, Trump hijacked the Republican Party. Yeah. Trump, Trump hijacked the nation. It's, inc- it's like, I don't agree with everything that he does. It's like, am I a Trump supporter? Yes, I will most likely vote for him in the upcoming election, in the, in the 2020 general. But... Do I like all of his policies? No. Do I think that the mobilization at the border being – I was right there. You know what I mean? The, the caravan was right there. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I have, that's right. I have you were right there next to the caravan because they were in Tijuana, yeah. right? Yes, I was right here. I, yeah. I, I have very, very, very good friends within the Border Patrol. Uh, one of them is uh, assistant to the chief, right? And, you know, the the way that he described it versus the way the media described it is very, is are two very different narratives, right? Like, um, we've had this, this, these, this word thrown around fake news a lot. Um, everything regarding the caravan that you got on most uh, media outlets, right and left were fake. It's all just a narrative that they're trying to swing. It wasn't what actually happened. The caravan was not good. Like the caravan was a disaster. And it really comes down to with the way that our asylum law is written, right? It's all legislation. Like we need to properly inform we need to rearrange our uh, asylum laws because they're, as Trump would say, a total disaster. It's a mess. <laughs> a total disaster. It's a mess. Our asylum laws. Um, yeah, so I am more of an open borders kind of guy, sort of. Uh, I, uh, I'm private borders. I think yeah. I think that the border should be sold. I think that all the borders should be sold to uh, private, you know, private residents. And uh, if you want to put landmines on your property, you can put landmines on your property. If you're nice, yeah. you'll put up a sign. If you're really nice, you'll put up a sign in multiple languages. If you're not, it's your property. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah you're, you're a smaller government guy than I am. Oh yeah. Like I thought about the government. You're 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 close to anarchism. I, I'm getting closer and closer every day too. It's weird. I'm noticing that change, yeah. that shift in me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's like kind of stay out of my markets. That's like, <laughs> stay out of my markets and stay out of my ability to make money. Right. Get stay, out of my way. And stay off my property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't touch. I, lo- I love seeing all the people that said that have the no walls. Uh, we we have a lot of that down here, being a border city. Mm-hmm. No wall, don't build the wall. Post it on their fence, on their wall. Oh God, that hypocrisy is so amazing, and they don't. I know they don't see it. It's totally different to them. It is completely. Uh, by different. the way, I got another motorcycle. I own a biker bar, so just give me one second here. <laughs> Yeah. Kava collected the biker bar. Yeah, I was gonna say your bar, such the such the biker bar. The, the it's not a biker bar. Uh, the the friendly hippies and the friendly hippies and uh, yuppies that hang out at your bar. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I was gonna say that person was much nicer about his motorcycle than the first. Yeah. Well, that's one of my employees, so oh, okay. they, they knew what was happening back here. Gotcha. I, I closed the patio. Um, but yeah, so you, you get so many of the – Nancy Pelosi is a great example. You know, She's like, we don't need the wall. We don't need the wall. And she has a huge wall around her house. Yeah. Like it's not a fence. She has a huge wall going all the way around her house. And they don't see that hypocrisy. Uh, but to keep people that they don't want out, not to come in, weird. I know. It's a, it's a really weird idea, you know. Um, 
Did you see the? Uh, did you see that? Uh, the GoFundMe for help build Trump's wall. I think it's up to six million right now. It opened three days ago. Yeah, the the last I saw it was at like two and a half, and that was, you know, probably sixteen hours ago. Yeah. No. Uh, so, right. I was I was at low tide before I came back to do this, and uh, we were at. I, I believe that it just crossed six million, either that or it just crossed five on its way to six. Um, and it's been open three days. See, if that's, it, it's very, very indicative. Like, that's an indicator of what I feel like politicians are so quick to not, like, we're a republic, right? We're not a democracy. I have to, I have to teach people this on a, on a monthly basis here that we are not a democracy, we're a democratic republic. We're a constitutional right? republic, but yeah. We vote in the representatives by the people but based on the policies that we want. Right. But our, our politicians rarely seem to listen to us. Right, which is why we've had Obamacare since 2010, which is why the border wall wasn't immediately funded. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, recently the uh, federal judge in Texas said that uh, now it's now it's uh, unconstitutional. So it's going to end up getting struck down by the Supreme Court. And hopefully, honestly, my own per- personal opinion, nothing replaces it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, we need to figure out how to replace it. I'm like, why? Just let insurances sell insurance. Right. I mean, I really liked the idea of the uh, health insurance is a business. That's what it is. That's what it is. Health insurance is purely a business. Let it operate as one. Right. Let it operate. Like there's a reason why capitalism works because it ensures you competition and competition is only good for the product. Competition puts out the best product with the best services available because I'm not going to overpay for a product that I'm not getting as good of a product in. Right. Allow that to be a nationwide service to where people can – these entities can compete across state. And uh, if if I am correct, Rand Paul and Trump – Yeah. Rand Paul and Trump, uh, they uh, put together some sort of legislation and an executive order was signed. Uh, I'm not really sure how that worked without it going through Congress. But uh, now insurance companies can sell across state lines. So if that's if that's still if that's still allowed after Obamacare gets struck down. um, Great. Like I can buy insurance from any state out there. Uh, I can buy insurance from any state out there. I'll get the cheapest, best price. I'll be able to. I'll be able to pick my insurance as opposed to just being like, no, you have to pick from one of these three slots. I, I don't really know. I refuse to get Obamacare when for the last eight years because you don't tell me I have to buy something. I'll pay the fine. I don't care. Me too. I pay the fine. Yeah, I pay the fine. I don't- not get it. I will not have it. Do not tell me to wear my. It's like telling you to wear your seatbelt. Right. Like 
Seatbelt laws are ridiculous. Like if I don't want to wear my seatbelt, I shouldn't have to. Right. Helmet laws, seatbelt laws telling me I have to buy health insurance. Next thing that, you know, they're going to tell me I'm going to have to buy American made cars only or something. And no, it's just not happening. I can't, I can't drink Pepsi. I can only drink Coke. Right. Exactly. And so there was one year that I got it and that was because I was forced to get it by Sean Simpson's mother. Oh, well, she's a sweet lady. I mean, she's, uh, she's, she's able to, she's probably able to force you to do a lot of things. Yeah, you know she, what I mean? Like, she could talk me into a lot. Yeah. She said, no, there is no way you are leaving today without signing up for that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I have I a mean, feeling your will is probably stronger than mine right now. So I guess I'll sign up for it. Yeah. But no, that, I, well, that, that's mom power. That is, that's yeah, that's mom power. But I let it lapse like two months later. So that way. <laughs> You did what you needed to do, and you, you swept it under the rug. Exactly. Uh, um, it was really funny. I was on my uh, I was on my social media today, and I was just scrolling. I'm scrolling, and you know, I'm in a I'm in a blue state. I'm in an extremely blue state. Sky is blue, you know. Uh, and I'm more moderate, but I, I I'm, I'm I'm scrolling down. And I see this. San Diegans will have to work harder for food stamps. That was the headline. Okay. From ABC 10 News, my local ABC station. San Diegans will now have to work harder to get food stamps. If they start working harder, why would they need food stamps? That's, and you know what? That's what, and I'm, I went, I'm like, this, this title, this clickbait, you got me. So I started scrolling down. And it's just like, are you serious? This is injustice. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I just put work harder in parentheses and say, how does that work? Right. Like, and, uh, yeah, you know, California is very, very interesting. Cali- we're in a bubble. California bubble. California is definitely very, very interesting. The uh, Republic of California. Uh, so I know that New California recently signed the Declaration of Independence. I try to just kind of ignore everything that California does, to be quite honest with you. Well, I mean, if California splits off into two, and you've got, I believe it's L.A. to San Francisco, just the coastal region as California, and then everything else is New California, which you would be a part of, I checked. Um, you would be in a new state. Well, there was, t- there was talk about legislation about a, um, a possible bill being introduced of Breaking ca- because our GDP is so high, we're the fifth largest GDP in, in the entire world. Right. Um, California is a machine. Granted, we'd have a hard. We could hold up, but we'd have to. We'd have to arm ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we have put no government spending into uh, military. Right. So we're a machine. But you know, Jerry Brown came out. Uh, what was it yesterday? And said that he's really, really uh, concerned for our new governor, Gavin Newsom regarding uh california and its spending and because the <laughs> government wants to just put more money and spend 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 and they want to bring the taxes even higher than they already are and jerry brown said that gavin newsom's going to be in trouble and so it's like that's jerry brown who really enjoyed spending so i'm um, real that's, that's jerry brown saying that right 
So I'm real curious. I'm like, I haven't been paying attention to what Gavin Newsom has been doing. I know that he's got that because of the wildfires that were going on. Uh, there's that proposal or a bill. I'm not really sure where it's at. Uh, because of the government and the electric companies that kind of created that entire situation. Like now they want to charge more taxes and people are obviously upset about it. Understandably upset about it because you guys created this, you guys did this and now you want to charge us more money to fix your mistakes. Like, I know, I know what I would want to say to them, which we don't say on this show anymore. And, uh, but and then they were uh, proposing a texting tax. They were propo- they were proposing a texting tax in order to make sure that lower income families can uh, or lower income individuals can get cell phones. Personally, and many this is socialist count. Right, it is. I was going to say many people will find me callous for saying this. If you don't have the money for a cell phone, don't get one. Wait, well, a cell phone is—it's really okay. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna take—I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take uh, a devil's advocate because I do agree with you. But I'm gonna take a devil's advocate position and say the way that society has been constructed now and the way that it's all laid out—is it not? It's kind of almost impossible to get through this life without a cell phone. I would say that, yeah, it's very difficult to get through this life without It would be very, very difficult. So if I am trying to infuse a way for people who are in lower income to get out of that and uh, give them an opportunity, I believe that a cell phone is very, very important in that. But proper monitoring on how to do that and then how to actually use government money to do that is a completely different issue. Right. I am for people having cell phones. I think that is abs- it's a necessary evil now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, you know, kids need cell phones now. They don't need them, but they think they need them because of the way that society is, is programmed. Right. It's not like how we grew up. No. we. I, did, I, I think I was um, – I got a pager when I was uh, two years removed from high school. Yeah, I got a I got a cell phone when I was seventeen. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 31 now. So, it's like, no, I remember the Snake Nokia, the Nokia Snake. Remember that thing? Oh yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I I was great at Snake. That's like the best phone video game I was I I've ever had. Yeah, no, that and the the Motorola with that little antenna that popped up that was cool too. But it's just, you know, no, we got to <laughs> We got to do a texting tax because uh, minimum wage is set to set to increase on January first year. So you know that minimum wage increase can just go to your text tax. Right. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. So what is the minimum wage in California right now? Um, so in LA, it's already at fifteen. Okay. Uh, but we are on schedule to be at fifteen the entire state of California. By I believe twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, so we're having gradual hikes up to fifteen. Okay. So right now we're going to go to twelve fifty. And I mean, personally, I don't agree with the minimum wage at all. I don't think there should be one. Great way to build small business. What's that? Raising minimum wage is a great way to build small business. <laughs> I'm joking. I was like, I'm 
I can't wait to hear this ex- explanation. No, that, that is that is complete that's complete sarcasm. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like I I personally don't think that we should have any any uh minimum wage. I think it kills small business. I think that it uh raises unemployment, especially for those who are uh less fortunate, less intelligent, um, and especially especially minority communities. Uh, and I think that it actually hurts the people you're trying to help. So I, I'm completely against it. So every time California is like, yeah, we're going to raise a, we're going to raise that minimum wage. I'm like, you're, why do we debate? Cause we pretty much agree on everything. Right. I mean, I'm not going to call you out on the things that we debate about because we've been getting along so well this episode. This has been fantastic. Yes. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've enjoyed the, I've enjoyed every moment of this episode minus my computer issues that I'm having. But uh, other than that, everything that we've been talking about, I'm like, man, this is just like a sounding board. It's just like, I say it. You're like, yeah, I agree with that. And then you say something and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not getting into the debate of like the best president of all time or, you know, uh, any foreign policy whatsoever. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew you weren't going to let, let it go the entire episode without you saying something. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I'm not going I'm, uh, I am like, I am tackling three, I am talking, tackling a three-headed monster right now. Two of them are government entities, and one of them is uh, one that I cannot talk about on air. That's but fair. you can you can figure it out from our initial conversation of when we first started this thing about what we weren't going to address. Right, 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 right. Nudge. Yeah. Uh, but it's just I I am I am stressed out. I get you know, it. I'm stressed out. I get. It. I will say I was I was there in um, July. Uh huh. Was that July? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. was I was there in July, and I did not know that, I did not know any of that stuff was going on and you uh yeah. did, you did not appear stressed i would have had no clue that you were going through anything so you hide it really well yeah no um it's a it's a it's a it's a really really nice talent to be able to stuff it all down and put on the smiling face right but uh, you know i've uh 2018 has been 2018 has been a year uh 2018 has been Probably the the roughest year uh, of my sobriety to circle back to the beginning of the show uh, that I've had, uh, but it's quality problems. You know, the the the, the problems have been of quality nature. Um, right. We got to fight for something we love, you know. And absolutely, we definitely need to fight for something we love, and it's you know, it's Kava is. Kava is something that has helped me. It it's kept me sane. It's kept uh, it's brought me friends. It's really, it, it hasn't brought me friends. It's it's brought me family. And yes. and you know, like I did I did a I did a five minute speech at a local museum on Kava not too long ago, and I actually talked about you guys in it for a short minute, and I said I can walk into Kava bars in. Uh, other parts of Florida and North Carolina and uh, a couple other places. And then I was like, and especially in San Diego. And I am, 
I'm a member of that family. And then like I had to show a picture, like each picture I talked about for 30 seconds. And I had the picture of all of us from not this last anniversary, but the one before it. And it was you, me, Sean, um, Adam Freeman and Alex Fortenberry and Glenn. And the other uh, Glenn is the other owner of Kava Collective. Um, but we uh, like I showed that and I was like, these guys, these are my family from across the entire nation. And it's all because of this. It's not because of some wild, crazy drinking night or the fact that we went to college together or uh, both had the same ex. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how people make friends. Yeah, it's um, at a call bar lot. I get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't break up in the Kava bar. You lose your turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but uh, yeah, look at me. Just a straight rookie today. Everything's not working right. I forget to turn off my notifications on my computer. Um, but you guys, I mean, you guys are my family. So from, from the first time I met you guys, you guys have become my family. Uh, everybody who works at your bar, I love. Everybody who hangs out, most of the people who hang out at your bar, I love. The yeah. others I like and or tolerate. And, yep. um, you know, just like family. Um, but yeah, you're, you're my family. And it's because of Kava that all of this has happened. And I want to do everything that I can to make sure that, my family continues to succeed and grow 100 percent. yeah and uh you know we feel it out here and we appreciate it um like i said uh, let's we need we need to organize we need to we need to get we need to have some type of summit we need to have the conference call we need to we need to get everybody on the same line and we need to be talking yeah I, really what it comes down to so if there are any uh anybody in the kava community listening now please feel free to reach out. Let's start that dialogue. Even if you're not in the Kava community and you have ideas, if you have any, anything at all that you can give us, shoot them to the muddy, 100%. shoot them to muddied waters of freedom. Um, uh, Facebook or muddied waters of freedom's Facebook page. Uh, you can uh, just send us a message. I read all of those personally. Uh, you can also email us at muddied waters of freedom at gmail.com. And I will, uh, definitely, I look at all of those personally as well. Uh, so send send any information like that to me, and uh, I will definitely pass it on to somebody that I'm actually proud to call my brother because I don't actually have a real one. So I'll take Dylan. Um, <laughs> I'll accept him, I guess. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. Just we'll take that guy. I'll take that guy. Um, so how are the Chargers going to do in the playoffs? Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, I'm a homer, so I, I say I say Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> I say we'll get, I don't know if we're going to win it or not, but I do think we're the best team in the AFC. Okay. Yeah, that I will say. I almost I almost messaged you uh, after that Kansas City game because I had a heart attack for you. Oh, I was I was I was so fired up. I was so fired up. You know, for three and a half quarters, I was just pissed. Just like, oh, like we're on, we're in prime time. Like, what are you, what are we doing? And then that last, like Philip Rivers did what Philip Rivers can do. And um, then they, then I saw him put up the two. Then I saw him go for two. I was just like, I'm like, I'm freaking, I was like, no, just kick the extra point. Just kick the extra point. What are you doing? Just play for overtime. Right. 
and the broken guy was just like I just I made a scene at the bar. There was you know we had a bunch of Chargers fans watching it here, and it was it got so loud for the people that weren't. And we had our stupid Secret Santa Christmas party during the middle of the game, and the kids are screaming. I'm just like, I just want to watch my football game and watch them lose. Okay, like this is what's happening. Right. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it was. It, it's awesome. I'll be at the game next sat- this upcoming Saturday against the Ravens, and you know, I'd really like to see uh, go Seattle this weekend. Go Seattle, beat those Kansas City Chiefs. Don't get the one spot. Yeah, go Seattle, beat the Chiefs. But um... oh wait, no, we got a we've got Eric. The Rams have Arizona next week, and then we have San Francisco the week after. So I don't two, care. Two bye weeks. <laughs> Maybe not the way we've been playing the last two. Yeah, if Jared Cox could not throw an interception, that would be nice. Right, that'd be fantastic. That'd be wonderful for me. Also, if you guys, um, we, you guys will be fine. Yeah, I see, I see a Saints Rams championship game. That's what's going to happen. I see Saints Rams championship game, and I figure that it's going to be the Chargers or Kansas City. I agree with you. Um, we might end like it's the the Chargers are going to end up if they get the five seed. If we get the five seed, then we're going to play the one seed in the, in the divisional round if, and vice versa. So we're probably going to have to play the Chiefs in the divisional round regardless. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Unless, you know, but, somehow the Colts sneak in are able to knock off the four. Yeah, but – yeah. I, I mean, that doesn't change. I'd still think one of those two teams is going to the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, with Josh Gordon being suspended out of New England today, and New England is – New England's not that good this year. You you can see the end. The end is near. Right. The end yeah. Is- that that dynasty has hit the Y. Um, they're they're done. As as yeah. far as the dynasty, Tom Brady should have retired last year. I know he won one more Super Bowl, um, but he's- period in the story put it to bed. Right. Exactly. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Please hang out until after the uh, closing music is done. Uh, I want to talk to you about some stuff that doesn't go on the show. And uh, and um, do you have anything you want to pitch? Uh, go uh, go to kavacollective.com. Please like our Facebook, uh, Kava Collective, and uh, our Instagram, uh, at Kava Collective. You can see a lot of our products uh, – that we have on the website, uh, we can get you hooked up with some Kava Lift, which is, uh, I believe you guys some have some of that out in Florida. We do. We um, do. And, uh, you know, some of our KBD, which is our uh, Kava CBD uh, uh, sublingual spray. Right. And uh, That stuff is great. Check out. It's, it's fantastic, I right? love that stuff. Yeah, full of adaptogens, ashwagandha, reishi mushroom. All that good stuff, and uh, really, really, it's like a superfood. Yeah, it's like a superfood you spray in your mouth, and it will take you if you're if you're angry and like upset and just like feeling it. A couple of sprays of that takes you right down, and you just you feel normal. Your back, your back, you're centered, and it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, if I could say one more thing, I want to, um, I want to thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I appreciate, um, I want to thank Sean. I want to thank all the guys at grassroots. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Tyler root of happiness. I want to thank, uh, love a Kava out in Oregon. You know, I, I felt a lot of support. I want to, I want to thank Kava Sutra. Uh, they reached out, really appreciate them. Uh, you know what? And, uh, thank 
everyone that uh that that's on the side thank you guys for listening to uh myself for the last hour and 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 matt because he has a great voice obviously and uh you know what thank thank you to my mom i always do the same thing that you did at the beginning of your show thank you for my mom for being able to uh give birth to me and, and raise uh raise me because i wouldn't be who i am without her right very true i would not be the person i am today if it was not for my parents and they don't like to brag about that um yep well yeah give me a couple minutes i'm gonna close out the show and then i'll talk to you afterwards all right i'm gonna get a call okay sounds good all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in uh remember you can follow us on the facebook at facebook.com slash muddy waters freedom you can follow us on instagram at uh at muddied underscore waters and you can follow us on instagram at muddied waters of freedom we're also on like every other social media site just look for muddied waters of freedom and you can find us you can find this in every episode at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com and uh we're you know we're on the apple we're on the google we're on the we're on pretty much everything except for spotify uh don't look for us on spotify look for us everywhere else and we will be there um Thank you all so much for tuning in. Sorry about the issues at the beginning. I will be uploading a new video in just a minute. And, uh, well, after I can edit some stuff together. And, uh, again, thank you. Remember, tune in. Uh, tune in next. I still don't know if we're doing a show on uh, Christmas. I will find out. Uh, maybe a show on Christmas. If not, we've got uh, Spike has a show on Win- uh, show of My Fellow Americans on Wednesday that's going to be airing here. Also, uh, I have a show next Thursday, another episode of The Writer's Block with Matthew Hurt from the Grassroots Leadership Academy. So tune in to both of those, possibly our Christmas show, which will be an ugly sweater show. Uh, and we'll possibly be taking calls that day. So, uh, again, thank you all so much. And it is time for you to get to writing because it is the easiest and best way that we can make a difference. I am. I am. I am swinging from a seven-story window. Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. It's astounding the legs I'll go. The whole damn world, I don't need anybody's help Yeah, I am waving while I drown Don't bother swimming out to save me I will only drag you down I'll try to use your body as a life raft Cause if there's room enough for one There must be room enough for two I'll sail the good ship you into the sunset Sipping on savory water Till my liver turns blue
singing, hey, hey, all right, Charlotte, I want myself, it's a standard, the lengths I'll go, to convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help.